right, Mississippi State hosting LSU tomorrow night, 8 o'clock at the Hump. They're on a three-game winning streak, monster win over the weekend. And we welcome in head basketball coach for MSU, Chris Jans, year one. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. This interview is brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, in Startville, and in Tupelo. Good morning, Chris Jans. How are you? Good morning, Bo. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Congratulations on the three-game winning streak. All the teams are good, but Mizzou has a hell of a basketball team. What did you tell your team after the win Saturday night? Uh, just to enjoy it. Yeah, I was continuing to be proud of them. You know, they, they've handled some ups and downs, obviously, with wins and losses and everything else that goes into a marathon college basketball season. But they were really good all week long in preparation for that game. And you never know how the game will unfold, but love the tenacity that they showed. You know, we we led from start to finish, and those are always fun. Uh, Seem to be a little more less stressful than – other games, when you're able to do that, it certainly hasn't happened very often <clears throat> with us. But uh, it was nice to have a game like that. And, um, you know, they've stuck together. They really stuck together through some, some tough times and some tough stretches. And I think it says a lot about the quality of people that we have in our room and uh, the resiliency of, of this group that's uh, representing our university so well. Chris Jans on the Out of Bounds show. Um, you make a good point. They could have checked out. You never know with young people. Hell, us as adults can do that. But uh, it was a rough spot. What it, What have you put your finger on? What did turn it around this last week plus as you're winning ball games again? I don't necessarily think we I don't know, turned it around. I mean, through the whole season, I've told people around me, I've told our team that we're a good basketball team and you know sometimes final score isn't uh, indicative of that every time but you've just got to stick together and I think it says a lot about how they feel about each other Um, this group likes each other you know obviously I'm around them every day and the camaraderie that they've built the trust that they've built and each other has been really fun to watch. They're a hard-working group. And as you, you know, when things get hard, it's really easy to start listening to, you know, some noise and some people questioning uh, you know, what the coach is doing. Um, you, know, what, you should be getting more shots or you should be getting more time. Or, and when you're winning, you don't get that very often. But when you start losing, it's inevitably human nature for – people to give their two cents a little bit more and and that's okay i mean that's just how it works in athletics but when you're in the in the room and you know what's going on you, you've got to trust you know your teammates and ultimately you got to trust you know your staff and your coaches that they're putting you in the right position and mm-hmm. and they kept the faith and you know if you were around us every day and saw their mental approach to practice they continue to try to work and get better every day and our sell to them was, you know, you have two choices. You know, you can listen to the noise. You can start being 
um, you know, part of the problem, or you can be a part of the solution and, and think long-term. I mean, if you're going to be a basketball player for as long as you have your dreams and goals to be one, you're going to have some rough patches, and you've got to think, you know, big picture for for just not just this year, but for yourself. And if things will happen to you, you're going to have adversity, and you've got to continue to grind and work and get better. And um, we've obviously been able to do that for the most part. Talk about um, some of these players that are starting to uh, emerge and really, I guess, figure out what you want them to do as far as their role. Guys like Tyler Stevenson, but even starters like Shaq Moore and, and Cam Matthews. I mean, you got 22 minutes, 10 points from from Stevenson on Saturday, and everyone was valuable. Walk us through that, Coach. Well, first, Tyler Stevenson is and I just love coaching him. He is so consistent with his everyday approach, and he's obviously very experienced, having played a bunch of college basketball at Southern Miss and had good numbers. And then he came here, and it's almost as if he tried too hard. He wanted to do so well, and he's so coachable, and he put a lot of pressure on himself, in my opinion, and now the game has slowed down for him a little bit, and certainly there was some, a jump in uh, levels that he had to get used to on a daily basis, not only just in practice, but obviously in the SEC games. And now he's gotten more comfortable, and he's able to get his game on the court and be productive for us. And I just love seeing uh, him produce and, and be excited. I love when he shows that positive emotion because he's worked so hard at his game, and it means so much to him. And I'm just really happy for him. And he's a, been a big shot in the arm for us. And you mentioned Shaq Moore. You know, he's had some injuries that have slowed him down. Um, but, again, he's just starting to get more comfortable, I think. And we've encouraged him to shoot the ball more. He's got this beautiful shot fake. And I've joked with others about it. It's like, like this toy that he received. And he got it at Christmas. And, it's wore out by the new year because he just goes to it so much and it's, it's, it's he loves it and it's really good and it's, it's, he gets everybody on it. But I think he needs to be more aggressive with shooting the basketball and he's turning down some, some shots. And now he's taking those shots. And certainly when you make those shots, your confidence soars and your, your teammates' confidence in him soars. And um, so he's become a scorer for us and he needs to continue to do that. But, you know, his his value is on both ends of the floor. I mean, he's a terrific defender. He's a disruptor. You know, he, he gets steals. He gets hands on balls for steals for others. And he ignites from you know, defense to offense, which we really need and rely on. And then Cam Matthews is just our emotional warrior. Yeah. He's a leader for us on and off the court. Um, you know, he's got to play with his hair on fire uh, all the time. You know, he's doesn't shoot the ball from three. Um, he, he has shown the ability to do it in practice for whatever reason. It hasn't transferred on the court yet, but he knows that. And so, you know, he's picking his spots. He's um, just so valuable. I mean, he's become a, a decision maker for us. He's one of our better defenders. He's a tough guy. I said, you know, about our emotional leader. And um, he's just fun to coach. You know, he's a guy that you, know, you love having on your side. You know, you hate playing against him, but you love having him on your side. Yeah, he is fun to watch. I mean, it's unbelievable. Matthews, Davis, and Moore, 
You got eight steals from them on Saturday against Mizzou. That's that's incredible. Chris Jans, uh, head basketball coach at MSU, three-game winning streak. They host the LSU Tigers tomorrow night, 8 o'clock at the hump. And Coach Jans joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. You mentioned practice and preparation earlier in the interview. Y'all played a ton of games. You've had a bunch of practices. At this point during the year, Chris, how do how do you balance Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday? You're playing so much. So how do you balance, you know, hour and a half, two, two and a half hour practices on their feet, off their feet? How do you and your staff balance that? That's a good question, and I think everybody does it a little bit different. I think it depends on first is when you play. When you play Saturday, Tuesday, then Sunday is a working day for everybody. You've got to, you know, get together. It's usually later, late afternoon or early evening, depending on when the game finished on Saturday. And um, But if you play Wednesday, Saturday, then Sunday's your day off. If you play Saturday, Tuesday, then Wednesday's your day off. So that, that kind of, um, you know, gets you set up for the week in terms of how long you practice, and more importantly, how physical practice is. Like, mm-hmm. we'll have days after games where we'll dress out and we'll get on the court, but we won't have any physicality to our practice, and we'll do a lot of walking through. We'll do a lot of five-on-zero. We'll do a lot of shooting. Um, and then we'll work at some guys out that maybe don't play as many minutes or didn't get in the game and need to keep their cardio and need to keep their game tight. Um, so it really depends upon the day and what's going on and when you play next. But we only have probably two or three days a week where um, we're having physical practices and we're really banging on one another and competing at a high level. Because when you get into February, you got to be thinking about how long the season is. You know, the most important thing is to have them feeling good on game day, have them been fresh and energized and um, it's just a balancing act, and you've got to you know, have a feel for your team of, of where they're at. Like yesterday, we were off Sunday, and we got after them pretty good. You know, we went by an hour and 40 minutes, and it was oh. real physical, and we ran them quite a bit because it's probably the only day this week where, you know, it's going to be that type of practice, and I felt like we had to get, you know, um, some cardio done and some, some good work done. But, um Definitely practice slows down in terms of the amount and the amount of physicality to it as the season progresses. Talk about the fans at the hump. You, you got another big game tomorrow night. Uh, what that means to, to your team as far as the energy and juice in the building, Coach? Hey, I've just been super impressed with it all year long. Didn't know what to expect. Obviously not from these parts and never coached in the league. I had just heard from others that I've been through here, either as uh, the home staff or a visiting staff of what it was like. But um, like most places, you know, it picked up once we got into SEC play. And it's been a huge advantage for us. You know, there's been times when I've walked out there when we weren't winning at the level that we all want to. And I couldn't believe how many people were in the seats. I I couldn't believe uh, the student sections. They've been consistent all year long. Um, we've developed a relationship with, with those students and that 
um, fan base that we so need, and certainly we want everyone to come out and support. But for me, it's the students that what we've targeted. Um, it just creates a different vibe in the building for everybody. Um, I would imagine, you know, everyone would admit that at some point that when the students are rocking, um, everybody tends to get a little more excited and no get doubt. off their feet and join the fun. And um, it, it's been awesome. Um, uh, it's an electric place. I, you know, we've had uh, two or three sellouts already. Uh, we're looking forward to the four games we have left. I know tomorrow is a late start, 8 p.m. I'm, I'm hoping that some parents will let their kids stay up a little bit later <laughs> than, than normal, and I understand how that works. Hopefully, I don't think that will bother the students uh, no. having the late start. Um, but it's been awesome. I've been super impressed uh, with, with the vibe and the rhythm and the feel and even just the number of people that continue to come out and support this basketball team. Chris Jans on the Out of Bounds Show. Last one, Coach. I know uh, I know Coach Miller, Anwar, Brooks, all very, very valuable to your program. But I've had more people ask me about Scott Padgett because he played at Kentucky, eight-year NBA vet, and he's on your staff too, um, assistant to the head coach. And uh, he's also very active on the sidelines. How did y'all, how did y'all connect, Chris? You know, um, I didn't know Scott Padgett. Obviously knew him by name, knew him from the business. But in the end of the day, you know, I had told some people around me what I was looking for and got a plethora of names from, you know, people that I know um, to start that process. And in the end, you know, a guy that I've known for 20 years, uh, knew Scott very well and highly recommended him and knew what I was looking for and knew me and, and you know, how we go about doing business. And so in the end, that that's kind of how it worked out. Um, we had some conversations, uh, did some more research, and there were obviously other candidates, but I felt like he was the best fit. And um, fortunately, it, it, you know, we, we were both right. Um, he probably did his own research and um, didn't have to take this job and had other things going on. And I actually had a, a, he had a job. I mean, he was a full-time assistant at Manhattan when he chose to, to make the jump and um, just thrilled that he's with us. Um, he brings so much to the table, you know, one, just the history of him and his experience in the SEC as a player winning a national championship, winning SEC championships, and then having played in the NBA for nine years. I mean, that certainly helps in recruiting. It helps with our current players. Um, and then from a coaching standpoint, you know, he's been there, done that. You know, he's been a head coach for a number of seasons at Samford, so he knows what it feels like to be in that chair. And uh, he's been invaluable, and we've got to know each other better and better and uh, continue to rely on him more and more as the season unfolds. That's a cool story. Chris Jans. Uh, his team will host LSU tomorrow night at the Hump at 8 o'clock, and they're looking for uh, another W as they have been on a roll the last week and a half. Coach, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. We'll catch up soon. See you soon, Bo. Appreciate it, man. Hell State. Chris Jans on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line hosting the LSU Tigers tomorrow night. That interview was brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Bulldog Burger in Startville, and Bulldog Burger 
in Tupelo, a great place to watch the game or pregame or postgame or just grab lunch uh, or dinner any time. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We appreciate Coach Jan stopping by. And that was one of the first that was one of the first questions Steve Azar asked me when we were at the Tennessee game. And he, he said, I know who that is, but I can't remember his name. I said, it's Scott Padgett. He played at Kentucky on some unbelievable Kentucky teams and then went on to have a uh, an eight-year NBA career. And, and look, man, I mean, he's tall and so on, but he's very active on the sideline. He is not one of, as Chris Jans just told us, you know, guys has been with him for five, six, seven years, but highly respected in the industry. And it sure looks like uh, Jan's made a good call with with that hire. So that's kind of cool. Scott Padgett, y'all remember him at, hey, Big Blue Nation. He played at Kentucky. And he played with John Wall and some dudes, whoa, whoa. you know. Um, I mean, they had, they had some teams for sure. So that was cool to see. Um, all right. Blake Scott, uh, good show today. As we, Mike Dettelier took us down the Super Bowl road and the Sean Payton, Drew Brees. That's right. Uh, how they worked together for so long and what this could look like with Russell Wilson. Uh, of course, the Saints still have a question mark at QB um, this offseason. We'll see how and if they can address this. They do have a first-round pick now. It is something to keep in mind. In Kansas City, it well depending on what they do with it, they have a first round pick right now. That's right. They could always move up. Maybe they identify a QB that they want it like twenty three instead of twenty nine, yeah. twenty three, twenty one. Anthony Richardson, baby. Okay, and um, we'll see how that looks. We got the Super Bowl, the menu, how you're going to watch it, where you will watch it, how you consume it. Uh, I'd love to know like what the average get together is around the country coast to coast is it 8 10 or 12 um i would think it's going to land somewhere in there probably on the 10 mark 8 to 12 people getting together um for the for the super bowl blake wants to have like 30 40 people over so feel free to text the ag up equipment text line 601-885-3776 i do want to switch gears to some food it's national fettuccine alfredo day and when you land on some really, really good fettuccine Alfredo, and whether they throw some chicken on it or, you know, some scallops or some shrimp or whatever it is, or, or maybe, you know, some bacon with something that I just referenced. But when somebody nails fettuccine Alfredo, it is divine and amazing. Blake, do you like fettuccine Alfredo? It's my favorite pasta. Okay. Yeah, it's my go-to for okay. sure. Do you, I don't, I also like pure, I don't need meat in my fettuccine Alfredo. Oh, I don't have to have I it, just but like I'm okay a, with it. I just like a nice traditional fettuccine. Oh. A little shaved Fresh parm. parm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Now. Anything the, else? Some fresh real, tomatoes? No? No, I don't, I'm not a. You don't even like tomatoes. I like tomato products. I'm not a huge fan on tomatoes. Let's take those out. Um, I will eat like a bolognese, which has tomatoes Love in it, obviously. Bolognese. Um, the Love real, the real key to setting apart a high end pasta dish to me, and this is where the Italians understand. And we as Americans just still fall behind swing and miss in culinary institutes, but, uh, you got to top it with some like delicious olive oil, just a little drizzle on top okay. of the pasta. 
and it just cha- I mean it just elevates everything. I agree with you there. It just elevates. Um, pair it with, you know, yeah. you can go any direction on that pairing. Yeah, it's like Stetson Bennett at Georgia. It just brings things to the forefront. Wow. I didn't know you were going to go there. You think he puts ranch dressing on his pasta? Because I could see that. Yeah, I don't think. And probably on his burger. Um, so, fettuccine Alfredo. Let's go back. See, I do like it with some good grilled chicken on it. Shrimp. You know. Yeah. There's all. There's Now, I also guess what else? A, a little. I can go regular like you. Now, I don't want it drenched in the sauce. This is this is where it goes back to your hang up. You have a I don't know what the right word is it. it OCD is not the right, but you have a you just have a thing about sauce. You I don't know what the right I, I don't I don't is. want it swimming like if I get a bowl of fettuccine alfredo at a restaurant. Yeah. Do you ask them to put the you don't ask for the alfredo on the side. No, but do I you? do say light on the sauce. Now okay. last night I ordered the the ribeye dry and you actually Went that way. So too. I've done that before, and I forget about. I forget to say that yeah. because I don't jew my plate when I make a steak at my house. And right. so I just didn't think about it. Right. And there's only a couple places that do that. Not everybody does. I mean, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. It's no. preference, but there's not. Not every steakhouse does that. So right. Um, Most of them that do it don't do it at the level that we're referencing. Yeah, that's that doesn't all jew doesn't bother me as much. Like I wouldn't have not eating it or anything if it had more juice on the place the pasta thing i i don't want it soupy but i do want a substantial like i want it to be well coated okay i need my pasta dressed more than my salad okay for sure interesting it would be your your idea would be too much for me salad light dressing i'm with you i'm i'm yes most places because it can get very wet The, the, the only problem is the caesars there there are people who sling Wonderful Caesar salads, but for whatever reason, oh, I know. In the kitchen, they just go crazy. It's because of environment. Where are you? Look at, look at your environment. Everybody around here, sauce. I mean, we've talked about this. So I do better sauce with everything. the when when you and I go hit salad Mookie's and we get the slice of pizza and Caesar salad. Yeah, lunch special because they drop it usually in like three or four minutes. Yeah, it's so fast. Uh, they do the Caesar on the side, and I get to control it, and it is fabulous. <laughs> what a diva. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I get it. No, I, I'm now all like I'm probably gonna have to go to Enzo's later and get fettuccine. I was there for lunch yesterday. I did the two meatballs and Caesar salad. Uh, met Todd Sandridge with Superior Foundation, and we had a hell of a time. Mm. Yeah, they have good fettuccine there. They do, they do, and the meat. They've got these new little lunch specials, and it's easy. It was out in like less than two. I mean, two minutes. Two meatballs and a Caesar salad. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The red sauce was really, really good. Um, enjoy lunch today at Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland. Or uh, B3, Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue in Madison or Brandon. And maybe a little dinner tonight at uh, Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Thanks for listening to the show. And uh, we will have a give. We, we've got several giveaways this week, but you got to register. Go to whiskey61.com. That's where we're going to run it, just like two weeks ago. Whiskey61.com. See you.